In this episode of the Elder Lama Podcast, I'm going to address the rampant unconscious dismissal of religion that is currently pretty trendy. Notice my wording there because it's important. I'm not saying that the dismissal of religion is bad. I'm saying that if you're on the path towards wisdom, the unconscious dismissal of anything, including the potential teachings present in religion, is not in your best interest. Now, I want to state a few points of clarification. One, this is not an argument for why you should or shouldn't be religious. This is intended to make you look for yourself at your own opinion of religion to see if there's an unconscious bias present there. I do this simply because the presence of an unconscious bias in one aspect of your life hints at the probability of yet others that you aren't even aware of. Two, the central component of science is the putting aside of one's preconceptions and observing something as it is. Employ that here. Use your scientific mind to deduce whether you could see how some of the stories that I will highlight could be beneficial to yourself or to humanity. To be clear, I'm not asking you to consider religion as your new paradigm, or even to consider dropping your current religious beliefs. I am simply encouraging you to consider the value that might be present in these symbols and stories. 3. My position for this episode is that of reporter and not of disciple. Remember, wisdom has no identity. The wise man identifies not with his paradigm of the world, but rather with his path towards understanding. 4. Lastly, and perhaps most importantly, pineapple is not that at a place on pizza. Okay, let's get started. You're listening to the Elder Llama Podcast, the show that inspires curious minds to ponder the secrets of the universe. My name is Erica Mezqua. I'm a UCLA undergrad STEM major, and in this podcast, I combine my knowledge of astrophysics, evolutionary biology, and the nature of the human mind to make cohesive observations about the world. Part 1. Identification inhibits growth. Throughout history, humans have attempted to describe the universe. Hinduism, Christianity, Stoicism. These are all schools of thought that have created certain philosophies about the world. It's not that any of these schools of thought is better than the other, although Stoicism might actually be, but I merely point out these groups to show you the variety of sources of potential wisdom that are out there. There's really no shortage of them. Now, our path towards wisdom requires that we be open to all of these ideas and decide for ourselves whether they add value to our lives or not. We don't just take opinions from other people. With that comes my warning. I don't believe that you should identify with any of these groups. In fact, I don't believe you should identify with anything. Nations, religions, political parties, even yourself. For separateness is the root of all suffering. This is a conclusion that I've come to in my life, and I believe it's a fundamental truth of the universe. I mean, think about it. What is separateness? Separateness is nationalism and terrorism and war. Maybe you know it as racism and homophobia and road rage on the 405. It is us and them and me and the human condition itself. Take any horrible thing in this world and I can guarantee you that you can tie it back to this separateness. Okay, so if separateness is the root of all suffering, then presumably the opposite is a source of bliss, right? Well, my friend, that's called enlightenment. It's basically the dissolution of the ego or 
of the sense of identity. There's a pretty famous dude who is said to have been enlightened. What's his name? Oh, yeah, the Buddha. This guy is a symbol of having no sense of separateness. He's the epitome of what it is to release all identity, leaving behind only a sense of unity with the universe. Without separateness, every moment of being becomes utter euphoria, every breath a cosmic love affair. And with minimal effort, you can actually get a glimpse of this for yourself. It's not some esoteric state, it's an innate property of consciousness. And the only reason we lose sight of it is because we're always lost in thought. Close your eyes for a second. Uh, Unless you're driving, then I personally wouldn't. Take a breath. Feel the ground beneath you. Feel the mass of the earth pulling you. Feel your body. Below everything. Below the sensations, below the emotions, below thought itself, there's just awareness. An awareness that knows no identity, that doesn't change with the ebbs and flows of neural stimulation. It is pure consciousness. And it's right there. You left it right there. And it's always right there. This is meditation. It is taking a peek behind the curtain of thought and observing what is there. This simple exercise is a form of mindfulness, and you don't have to be Buddhist to enjoy its benefits. Really, it doesn't matter who you are or what you identify with. If you have a prefrontal cortex, then you can explore this for yourself. This kind of meditation has even been shown to produce changes in gray matter density in regions of the brain related to learning and memory, emotional regulation, and self-awareness. If you try it, I think you'll find that there is an innate quality of peace to consciousness, which is why meditation can become enjoyable, even pleasurable, after some practice. It really doesn't take much. If you'd like to explore more, I'd highly recommend the Waking Up app. You can get a free year-long subscription if you email them. To conclude, there's a lot of wisdom out there. And there are lessons to be learned from every source. To me, it doesn't make sense to limit yourself to just one school of thought or one set of ideas. I mean, why not go for the whole cheese? Ultimately, wisdom requires of us that we keep the door open to all potential teachings, regardless of their source. Part 2. The universe is an elephant. The universe is an ear, one man says. The universe is a tail, says another. The universe is a trunk, yet another. And then these men went to war, for each of them knew that they were right. After years of ceaseless battle, the men began to question, could this have been avoided? Did it have to end this way? Yes, there was no other way, the first man responded. This was for America, said the next. This was the holy way, said the last. Little did they know that if they had sought to understand what the universe was, in fact, rather than fought for what they thought it was, in dogma, then they would have realized that their individual observations of large, out-of-place body parts, an ear, a tail, a trunk, 
came together to reveal that their universe was actually an elephant. What is our universe? It seems like the goal of sentience in the universe is to discover this. I don't think it's a goal that one can actually reach, but it does seem like the limit that one should approach. Learn as much as possible, accumulate wisdom, try to make sense out of all this, and use the resources that are available to you. I mean, people have been trying to make sense of the universe since the dawn of human history, so why would you start from scratch? In regards to religion, I'll tell you right now, there's going to be some absurd stuff in there. The Bible was written by people who thought that the world was 5,000 years old and that they could control the weather by sacrificing their children. Just to be clear, neither of those things are true. But they're not the wisdom I am referring to. There's one religious symbol in particular that I find valuable. It's about this guy named Jesus Christ, maybe you've heard of him, who I would guess that you have dismissed for most of your life. But let's just consider him. If you look at a picture of Jesus Christ, you'll find that he is depicted wearing his heart on the outside of his chest. Have you ever thought about what that means? This was a man who, as the stories go, loved everything and everyone absolutely. Even at the moment of his death, as he was being nailed to a splintering piece of wood, he could experience nothing but the most intense feeling of love for his murderers. Jesus Christ is the epitome of living with an open heart, and his story doesn't need to actually have happened in order for it to be valuable. In today's rising Western spirituality, we hear the word vibes a lot. Good vibes, high vibes, sick vibes. This word means something. We use it to describe the energy someone's giving off or the feel of a conversation. Well, let me tell you, Jesus Christ was on some next level vibes. This guy was vibing so hard that miracles took place around him. People flocked to him and were blessed by his mere presence. You see, you don't need to worship him in order to find meaning in what he symbolizes. If you lead your life from a place of love, you can enhance both your experience of the world and that of others. I think humanity could benefit from that. We've all experienced this feeling of love, but for some reason, it seems to evade us throughout most of our lives. We can be at dinner with our family, with the people we love the most in this world, and still feel a blanketing lack of joy. The potential for feeling love for each other is there, of course. I mean, you felt it before. But none of you are quite aligned to that state of consciousness. One of the quickest ways to step into that love is to elicit a feeling of gratitude in yourself. Think, if I had died yesterday and return to have one final dinner with my family. How would I be feeling right now? You might find yourself in sudden awe of your mother's face. You might discover what it is like to really listen for the first time. You might get past the gravy, pour it carefully on your plate, and almost cry as you taste your mother's cooking. This is heaven. Heaven is a state of consciousness that is available to us at every moment. It doesn't have to be this white afterlife floating in the sky that you have to believe in based on pure faith. In fact, I would argue that that image of heaven takes away from the preciousness and impermanence of this life and encourages us to treat it as a sort of spiritual waiting room for something better. But this is as good as it gets. This moment, right here, right in front of you.
And it would be an absolute tragedy if you never realized that. You and everyone you love will one day die. Doesn't it make sense that you should try to live your life with as much love and compassion right now? This moment is, after all, all that we have. Don't wait till your deathbed to realize that. Part 3. Conclusion There's a lot to learn out there. Like, an infinite amount of stuff. It seems like the game of the universe is to try to develop a complete understanding of it all. And there just might be an infinite number of levels. But I mean, it's not like we're going to stop, right? Never. The next time we reach that title screen, we want to see the words New High Score flashing in gleaming 1980s Atari font. We want to be satisfied when we sift through the stats of our life. How much love did we feel? Did we contribute positively to the world? And how many hours did we spend watching The Office? It's all really up to you. So just keep learning. You're the mind of the universe, and if you want to, you can grow pretty wise. Remember, you're going to be faced with a lot of nonsense throughout your life, so just be prepared to sift through that. The scientific method and your own innate sense of morality are your best friends here. But always be open to the possibility that you can learn something from somewhere that you least expect and welcome it. You are the universe discovering itself, my friends. So hurry along and discover a way. This is the end of episode 9 of the Elder Llama podcast. If you liked it, subscribe and share it with a friend. I'm a sucker for good conversations, so if you want to chat, let me know. Let's zoom and ponder the universe. We could even do some Wim Hof breathing or, uh, I don't know, some fancy meditations. Lastly, if you want to check out more of my content, go on elderlama.com or find me on YouTube. I'm also on Instagram at elderlama. Thank you for listening to the Elder Llama podcast. Go grow wise, you sexy, sexy space llamas.